believe the Lord is drawing. Someone closer to him. The Bible says, no man cometh to the Lord except. I want to be on God's time schedule and time frame, not my own. Because God will not strive with man always. And if you feel the drawing hand of God, I pray you will respond. And turn to the Lord this morning. I texted this morning before service with one that I had a burden for backsliders. I have a burden for someone that may not be where you need to be. And I know there's some that perhaps need to hear this message this morning. They probably needed, I believe they needed to hear the prayer this morning and they needed to hear the tongues and interpretation that just went forth because God has spoken already in this house. And they are not here, but I pray that they will receive it at some place, at some point. But I feel to share this morning what I, what's on my heart. Is that all right this morning for a few minutes today? There is an awesome presence here this morning. We're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 19. We'll begin reading around verse 15. Lot has separated from Abraham. Lot has taken his family to the plains. He has then moved into the city of Sodom. There encamped in the plains of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, where evil is rampant. And Abraham has prayed and asked God to have mercy on the city. And he has bargained with God, and yet they can't find but very few faithful, if any, faithful. And so God has told Abraham he will destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And some of the sin that they were doing then is rampant in our society today. And it's just a matter of time when <clears throat> fire and brimstone will be the judgment upon those that live like they did then. So that's hate speech. It's not. It's love speech. I'm trying to give people a warning. I don't want people to be, I don't want anybody to be lost. But Lot finds himself with his wife and his daughters, his family in the city. And God sends angels to lead them out and deliver them from the city so that God can destroy. And so this is the text this morning. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters, which are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. If you stick around the iniquity, it will consume you. Be ye separate, saith the Lord. And while he lingered, the men, the angels, laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his 
two daughters. The Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. And it came to pass when they had brought them forth abroad that he said, Escape for thy life, look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. And Lot said unto them, O not so, my Lord, behold now, thy servant hath found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which thou hast showed unto me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain, lest some evil take me, and I die. Behold now, this city is near to flee unto, and it is a little one. O let me escape thither, is it not a little one? And my soul shall live. And he said unto him, See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also, that I will not overthrow this city, of the which thou hast spoken, and haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything. This is the angel telling Lot, I cannot do anything until thou be come thither. I can't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah until you are safely away from these sinful cities. Can I tell the church, can I tell our society the only reason God has not destroyed and brought those that they think have power down in judgment, the only thing standing in the way of judgment is the church. This society, if they had any kind of wisdom and common sense, they would be thankful that there are still some godly people that are standing for truth and holiness because we are the only thing standing between them and judgment. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. And then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back from behind him. We heard in the prayer over the offering, don't turn back. Don't turn back. The monks, you are in the perfect will of God this morning. God is trying to speak to somebody in this house this morning. It's too late to turn back. There's nothing to go back to but fire and brimstone. And when she turned back from behind him, something was in her heart. Something was still drawing her back to sin. She became a pillar of of salt. I want to preach. We've heard don't turn back. We just heard God speak to us through tongues and interpretation. Hold on to me. The title of this message this morning is not very eloquent, but it's simply holding hands, but not the heart. Holding hands, but not the heart. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you would speak through us. God, use me as a vessel right now. Speak to me and through me. Give us ears to hear. God, I pray that you continue to draw every heart that's in this house this morning to you. 
God, I pray wherever this message goes forth, I know your word will not return void. And I pray that you administer to somebody's heart this morning in the precious name of Jesus. And let the church say amen. 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 God bless you this morning. Thank you for standing in honor of the reading of the word today. Holding hands, but not the heart. We find these angels that come into the city of Sodom. Where Lot and his wife and his daughters are living. And the people of the city wanted Lot to turn the angels over to them. It's how sick and evil they were. And I won't get into all that, but it was pretty sick and evil. When it came time to come, the angels will later tell Lot, We can't destroy the city until you are safely away. Not really because of you, but because there was a praying Abraham. I thank God for people that have a prayer life. I thank God for people that know how to get a hold of God. I thank God that for people that know how to pray and pray for mercy for my soul. And pray for mercy and grace for others and for family. And I believe I'm only here by the grace and the mercy of God and by the prayers of a praying mom and dad and grandma and grandpa. Praise God. Thankful for some people that know how to get a hold of God in prayer and fasting and faith. So the angels go and they come to Lot and it's time to lead them outside the city. The Bible says that when he lingered, the angels tell Lot, you and your family need to get out of Sodom. But Lot and his wife, his children, his daughters lingered and they didn't just get up and take off. The Bible says that the angel, the angels of the Lord had to come and had to get a hold of Lot's hand. The Bible says that he laid his hands, they laid the angels, laid their hands upon them. They got to hold the hand of Lot, and they got the hand of Lot's wife. One angel got one hand of one daughter and the hand of the other daughter. And it says they laid hold. That, that word means to seize, to grip, to leave. They didn't have a choice. The angel says, you're getting ready to get out of the city. They had to lay hold of them and lead them and drag them out of the city. They weren't going willingly. There was something inside of them that caused them to linger. And the angel of the Lord had to grab them and take them and lead them outside of the city. Can I tell you this morning that God, amen, has so much mercy and grace. He's willing to come down and try to get a hold of your hand. Try to get a hold of your life. Try to get a hold of your attention. To get you to a place where He can minister and save your soul. Praise God. Somebody ought to be thankful that God is a loving God, that He's willing to dispense an angelic host to where you are, to get a hold of your life, to pull you out of the miry clay and set your feet on the rock. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. I've come to preach to a backslider this morning. 
Or I've come to preach to somebody that's backsliding. Or as Brother Monk's prayed in his prayer, I'm coming to preach to somebody that's talking about or thinking about, do I stay in or do I leave? Do I get in the house or do I, do I get out? I'm telling you, God is trying to get a whole. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel pastoral boldness in this place this morning. God is trying to get a hold of somebody's hand today. He's trying to get you to a place where you can be saved. But if you refuse to take the hand of God, don't blame a preacher. Don't blame a pastor. Don't blame the church. Don't blame God. If you're lost to a fiery pit of hell, you got nobody to blame but yourself. I'm trying to preach this in love, but I feel a boldness in the, in the spirit, in my spirit this morning. Amen. Lot and his wife, his children were safely outside of the city only because God had mercy on their soul and the angel had to constrain them and get a hold of their hand. He says, he laid hold on them. The word is kazak. It means to seize, to fasten, to bind, to restrain. It was as if they put him in handcuffs and said, you're getting out of here. Once they were outside the city, Lot begins to bargain. Hey, I don't really want to go to the mountain. I want to go to Zoar. I don't want to. I don't want to go up all that. I don't want to go through all that. I don't want to live the way. I don't want to go where you're calling me to go. I just want to. This is not the time or the hour to compromise. I don't want to have one hand in the world and one hand in heaven. I don't want to have one foot on one side and one foot on the other. Hey man, you can't straddle the fence in living for God. I said, you can't straddle the fence in living for God. The Bible says here in our text that Lot's wife looked back from behind him. Ergo, the title of this message, Holding Hands But Not the Heart. God wants to try to get a hold of your hand and pull you to a place of safety. But because just, I'm thankful that he's holding my hand, but are you holding his heart? Is he holding your heart this morning? There was something in Lot's wife's heart that caused her to trail behind Lot. He's... Traveling, he's moving one direction, but she trailed from behind him, and there was something in her spirit, in her heart. Yes, she had been constrained. Yes, she had been laid. God's angels had taken a hold of her hand and pulled her and yanked her and led her out of Sodom, and yet there was something still in her heart. She was holding hands of heaven, but had the hand of hell at the same time. Brother Buxton preached last year a message he said, and I, I, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget the title, but it's an awesome title. Some people, he said, have heaven in their heart and hell in their, or heaven in their hand and hell in their heart. There's people that want to have the things of God in one hand, but the things of the world in the other. Matthew 18 and 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off. 
cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed than rather having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. And if thy hand or thy eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. And it is better for thee to enter into life with one eye rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Jesus already told us this morning, hold on to me. He's trying to hold on to you, but are you holding on to him? What are you holding on to this morning? Who are we holding on to this morning? I know you're quiet this morning, but I I feel like God is speaking to somebody, trying to get a hold of somebody. Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I'm not just holding on to the hand of the Master. I'm not just holding on to the hope of glory. I'm not just holding on to heaven. But heaven is in my heart. Jesus is in my heart. The things of God are in my heart. It's not enough just to be in, be at the church and holding hands with the church family and the church folk. Church has got to be a part of your heart. Here, Lot's wife, we find she trails from behind. Jesus said in Luke 9, 62, No man having put his hand to the plow looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. You can have, get a hold of God. You know, people can get a hold of the things of God. They can feel the Holy Ghost. They can receive the Holy Ghost. They can get a hold of the altar. They can get a hold of the, the, the horns of the altar. But you've got to make sure there is nothing in your heart that's looking back. No man looking back, he said, is fit for the kingdom of God. Remember Lot's wife, Jesus preached a great message when he just simply said, Remember Lot's wife. What's got a hold of your heart this morning? What is your heart holding on to? Second Galatians 4 9, but now, after that you have known God, or rather are known of God, how turn ye You were talking about it in the prayer, Elder. How turn you again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto you desire again to be in bondage? Why is your heart turning back to the things of the world? Get a hold of God with your hands and your heart. Second Peter 2 and 20. I'm preaching to a backslider either here this morning or maybe out online or someplace or just for the record. But for if any, after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they had known it to turn, there it is again this morning, from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned, turned, turned to his own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. The reason they have turned is because there's something in their heart I pray like David prayed in Psalms 51. God, create in us a a clean heart. God, I want a clean heart. I want a clean heart today. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Hebrews 12 and 1. 
writer said, Wherefore, seeing we also are come past about with so great a cloud of witnesses, and let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. We are looking unto Jesus. We're not looking back. We're laying some things down. We're setting some things down. Better be careful the things you're trying to hold on to. You better be careful you're trying to do a spiritual juggling act. You can't. No man can serve two masters. You can't have one have a hand of God in one hand and a hand of the world in the other. That God in one hand and the world in the other hand. This one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. See, the problem with Lot is she had a heart problem. The angel had taken her by the hand and led her out. She was saved. But there was something in her heart. She had a heart problem. She had a heart disease. 1 John 2.15 Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Love not the things. First John 4 and 8, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. First and greatest commandment in Deuteronomy 6 and 4, Hear, listen, get this, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. Deuteronomy 11 said, I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Paul wrote in the New Testament in 2 Timothy, he said, in the last days men would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. I'm preaching to somebody this morning, whoever you are, wherever you might be, you need to examine your heart. Do you love God more than you love the things of this world? The thing is, is you get to set your affections. Say, well, I just love these things. I just love the world. I love worldliness. You need to set your affections. You choose who you love. I love the Lord. I love the Lord. I love you, Jesus. I'm not perfect, but I'm forgiven, but I love you, Lord. God, if there's anything in this world that's trying to get a hold of me, God, I want to keep holding on to you. I want you to keep holding on to my heart. I want to set my affections on the things above, not the things in this world. Jeremiah 17 and 7, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Verse 9, for the heart, everybody say the heart, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. That word wicked is a gnash. It means to be frail or feeble. Who can know it? 
I, the Lord, search the heart. And I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. God looks at the heart. He sees the heart. He can get a hold of your hand, but can he get it? Will you let him get a hold of your heart? He wants to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. He, he wants to bless you. He wants to, to provide for you, but it's over. he looks at your heart first. There's a direct connection here between, between trust. Blessed is the man, he started out, that trusts in the Lord. If you want to help your heart and have a healthy heart, you need to trust in God. Proverbs 3 and 5, we know it, you can quote it. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. But in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. It's a heart and a trust relationship. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. It's easy to trust God sometimes to do things out here, but will you trust him with your heart today? It's easy to trust God to provide and bless and do things out here, but will you trust him with your heart? Psalms 119 and 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. And thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Amen. God is wanting and desiring your whole heart. It's not enough for you just to hold on to His hand. He wants to hold on to your heart. He doesn't want to just hold part of you. He wants all of you. You can't hold on to God and the things of the world at the same time. You can't have it both ways. I just read in Psalms 119, A young man, how shall a man cleanse his way? He tells us you've got to trust in God with all your heart. You gotta have the word as a lamp unto your feet, a light unto your path. You gotta hide the word of God in your heart. You gotta treasure it. God, I love you and I love your word. We know that there's a way that appeareth right. The end thereof. Y'all are quiet this morning. I tell a backslider, somebody that's contemplating quitting, walking away from God today, you can't have it both ways. Mark 8, Jesus said, verse 36, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? Luke 16, 13, No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Who are you holding on to this morning? Who are you holding on? Who are you loving this morning? You cannot serve God and mammon, he said. 1 Kings 18, 21. I was doing a word study on this and it's just... 
resonated so deep in my spirit. Elijah comes to the people. This is the mountain they're sacrificing and the barrels and all that. God ends a drought and it's amazing. But part of the message that Elijah preaches, he says in verse 21, when he comes to the people, he said, How long? Halt. Everybody say halt. You between two opinions. That word halt is a Hebrew word, pasach. It means not just to hesitate, but it means to hop or to skip back and forth. How long are you skipping back and forth? In the church, out of church. In the church, out of church. Holy, not holy. Holy, not holy. Holy, not holy. I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out. I'm in, I'm out. What we are living in in a society of bipolar spirituality. I'm fixing to preach to some of you this morning. What we're living now is some people that are hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. Get in and stay in. Set your heart on the things of God. How long halt? People that go back and forth have a lame walk. God hesitates to bless those that are going back and forth. It means to hesitate, to skip back and forth. Not only are you hesitating, but God will hesitate in blessing you. Because you haven't gotten in or gotten out. He said to the church in Laodicea, I wish that you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. God put in us a burning fire, desire, in my heart to seek after the things of God. I've got heaven on my mind. I've got heaven on my heart today. Some people change their mind like they change socks. I was going to say underwear. Okay, I just said it. Good thing to change, by the way. People change their mind. Do I, honey, do we go to church or do we not go to church today? That shouldn't even be a question. The only reason people ask that question, are we going to, if your kids have to, oh man, this, I'm going to be real pastoral right now. If your kids have to ask you, mom, dad, are we going to church today? You got a problem. If your family, your husband is out, hey, are we going to church today? You got a serious problem. You got too much heart and hand in the world. You need to let loose of that and get in the house of God. Not just in the house. You need to get a hold of the master of the house. You need to be like David. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. James 1 and that said, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You can't make up your mind to get in or get out, you got a problem. Jesus preached a message in Luke 17, I mentioned, alluded to it a minute ago. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat and they drank and They married wives and were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot. 
they did eat. They drank. They brought. They sold. They planted. They builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. In that day he will, or he which shall, be upon the housetop and his stuff in the house. Let him not come down to take it away. In other words, if you're on top and you're headed out, you ain't got nothing to turn back to. There's nothing in this world worth holding on to. Can I tell you, you're trying to hold on to it, it's going to weight you down and you're going to miss your ascension into glory. I like nice things. I like nice houses. I like a nice car. I got a pretty cool little truck out there. I like those things. But ain't nothing holding me down from getting the glory. I don't want anything holding me back right here to keep me from going there. He said, those on the housetop and the stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not return back. No turning back. No going back. Verse 32, he preached three words, a powerful message. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. For whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. First Peter 1 and 10, he said, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. I need to be sure. You need to make sure. Leave no doubt. As for me in this house... We're going to serve God. As for me in this house, I'm going to, I, I have a heart for the things of God. Do I get tempted? Sure. Do I, do I fall? Sure. There's times I make a mistake. There's times I, I don't pray like I should pray. I don't fast like I should fast. I don't, I don't read the Bible as much as I, I need or I want to read the Bible. Or I have a bad thought or I have a bad attitude. I say, oh, but I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that I can get a hold of the altar, the horns of the altar. I'm getting a hold of the things of God. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, for when I fall, I shall arise. Why? I'm getting a hold of the altar. My heart is also on the altar. i got to bring this to a close. I don't have time to preach this whole message, but I believe this morning that God is trying to tell somebody He doesn't want to just hold your hand. He wants your heart. Deuteronomy 4 and 4, but you that cleave or hold unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you this day. You know who the people that are alive, the most lively in the church? Those that are holding on with their hands and their heart. Can I, can I take you to, to Isaiah chapter 29? This, God quickened this scripture to my, my mind just before I began my text this morning. Isaiah 29, 13, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear reverence toward me is taught by the precept of men. You got one hand praising. You got one hand worshiping. But you got a heart that has removed itself. You get you got lips that give that they give honor. You 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 got lips that do honor unto the Lord. He said, "You you draw nigh to me with your mouth, but your heart." God doesn't want just your praise this morning. 
He doesn't, he's not satisfied with just your worship. Get, you ready? Not to offend you, but he's not even just, he's not satisfied with just your tithe and offering. He wants your heart. He wants your heart. He wants you to love him for who he is. And he wants to love you for who you are. He's saying you're holding on to me and the things of God with your tithe or your offering or your, even your faithfulness and, and a faithful man who can find. I'm not trying to undersell that this morning. We, we, we need to be faithful in all these things. But God wants our heart. He wants us to love him more than anything and anyone else. This morning. Somebody shout amen. amen. Joshua 22. I'm closing Musicians come. Matter of fact, let's stand. I have a couple verses. In Joshua 22, 5. Keep his commandments and hold unto him and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. For we know that no servant can serve two masters. He'll either hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. See, the problem is, is that people often think, if I can just hold on to God here and I can hold on to the world here, the problem is, is with your hands, you can, you can, be, you can have the hand of an angel and have a heart far from God. They lingered. They hesitated. And the angel of the Lord said, the only thing that's sparing this, these cities of the Sodom and Gomorrah, the only thing that's sparing us is you're still in the city. You have to, we have to remove you to pass judgment. Mom, Dad, you just keep praying. I want to tell you, God's not going to destroy grandbaby as long as you're still praying. Some of you got kids, grandkids. I feel this in my spirit right now. God wants somebody to know, hey, He's not going to destroy him just yet. Judgment ain't going to come just yet. As long as you keep praying and fasting, you keep standing in the gap, there's still hope. There's still hope for God to get a hold of their heart. You just keep on praying, you keep fasting, you keep trusting God. You keep giving all yourself to the Lord. But there is going to come a time God's going to have to take somebody by the hand and say, you're going to have to take up your cross and follow me. i got to get you out of this situation. You better make sure that not only is, is your hand in His hand, but your heart. needs to be with him also. We gotta hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. We gotta hold fast the form of sound words. Second Timothy. You gotta lay hold on eternal life in first Timothy six. Know that if we hold on to his hand, he said there's nothing that can pluck us out of his hand. The only thing the only thing that caused Lot's wife to be lost 
was that which was in her heart. She held the hand of an angel. Pastor, we had great service. We had a powerful move of the Holy Ghost. God visited us. The angels came and ministered. There were people that had that received miracles and signs and wonders. Yeah, that was a miracle that an angel of the Lord, two angels, they came and they took their hands and they laid hands on them. They seized them and pulled them out of the city. Wow, didn't we have a great church? But there was something in her heart. playing with right now we're dealing with is a spiritual tug of war situation heaven's tugging at your heart but so is hell heaven's trying to pull the strings on your heart but so is hell heaven's trying to draw Jesus is trying to draw you near into him but hell's trying to draw you nearer to it too where will you turn to this morning who will you turn to this morning I've preached this message and I've probably preached too long, but I just want to make every head bow, every eyes closed. We talked, I talked to a couple yesterday about maybe we should blindfold people when it comes to times like this. Nobody looking around. It's just between you and God. I just wonder right now, is there anyone here that says, I want to give all my heart to God. I want to give all myself. I'm going to hold on to God. I want to give somebody an opportunity to step out right now. Come to an altar. God's holding on. God's drug you. He's laid hands on you. He's laid hold on your life. God's hand, hand has been on your life. But have you given your heart to Him? Well, God's had His hand on my heart. I was raised by, by preaching. I was raised in the house of God. I was raised by, yeah, God's had His hand on you. He's laid His hand on you. But have you laid your heart on Him? Well, my parents brought me to church. I've been raised in church. Yeah, but what was your heart today? The angel led, led them out of the city. Oh, everything's great. No, there was something in there. Church, we need to pray right now. Church, we need to pray right now. Heaven and hell right now is... Somebody needs to let loose a hell and get a hold of heaven this morning. Somebody needs to let loose a hell and get a hold of heaven right now. Give somebody an opportunity right now. Get a hold of God with your heart today. He's drawn somebody to Him. He's led you out. He's brought you out. And He's brought you to a place this morning. But where will your heart be? Come on, let's find a place to pray all over this house. Let's find somebody to pray with or pray for yourself this morning.